I want to share with you something that may not sound so, so spiritual the way you call it. <laughs> but the way I call it, it is also spiritual. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you from Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, we are reading. Unfortunately, I didn't give the scriptures. Huh? Oh, they will pick it up. Oh, quickly. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Let's read it. The Lord, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that the reading of your word is never in vain. You promise to be behind your word that whatever it says shall come to pass. With the prayers of the saints included, there's no way this word will bounce back. It will minister to all of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want to speak briefly on what I call understanding work ethics. Understanding work ethics. I want to speak to everybody who is working and everybody who will be working another day in life. I want to speak to every worker. And I want to believe that when you are in Houghton province, there's no way you will survive if you're not working somewhere. But I want to speak to you about understanding work ethics. I have written a book entitled 20 Tips to Speed Up Your Promotion. How can you speed up your promotion? You have stayed too long where you are working. Others came. They passed you. You remain the same level. You should be earning better than what you are earning. But you don't know how to speed up your promotion. Promotion does not come automatically. You work for it. Let me give you some tips of how to speed up your promotion while you are understanding work ethics. Just where we have read, the Lord put men in the garden of Eden. And he put him for two important purposes. Number one, to cultivate it. Number two, to supervise it. The first man God did not put in a restaurant. He put him in a garden. The first man, God never put him in a bedroom. He put him in a garden. Huh? Why did he put him in a garden? Number one, because God is a worker. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 introduces God to us as a worker. It reads this way. Bring it, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Look at it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right in the beginning, dateless beginning, God started by working. He introduced himself to us as a worker, not as a lover. He started by working. God is a worker. He worked for six days and rested one day. Some of us will work one day and rest six. Number two, work was given to men before men sinned. Therefore, work was not part of punishment. When God put a man in the garden, it was before a man had a wife 
And you remember the sin came through the wife. So work was given to men before men sinned. You hear many people say, this is the punishment that God gave us. You are lying. Work is not a punishment. Work is a gift. I don't, I don't care where you are working, but work is a gift. God gave you that work. It's not a punishment because it was given before men sinned. Number three, work was given to men before men was given a wife. God gave men work before he gave him marriage. And some of us, we are only striving to get married when you are not working. Listen to me. If you are not working and you are married, you got married by mistake. You should have worked first. You should have worked first. For God put men in the garden to work. Then he gave him a wife after he was working. Ask your neighbor, where are you working? And ask the second question, are you married? Number four, God gave men work without garden tools. When God put man in the garden of Eden, he never gave him a digging fork. He never gave him a spade. He never gave him a rake. He didn't give him anything. Which means in work, you must be creative. You cannot be employed in your company and you are like a wheelbarrow on a steep area. Even if you push it in a steep area, you leave it there for one month. It will never help you with one meter. That's the wheelbarrow. You must be creative at work. You must do more than the call of duty. Hey, your employer must be surprised how creative you are. Goodness and mercy. We send you to buy a loaf of bread in a shop. And when you arrive there in a shop, township shop, you discover that there's no loaf of bread, but there are, five, there are four quarters. Four quarter loaves. And you come back and say, I didn't find a loaf. When? Be creative, man. Add the four quarters. They make a loaf, man. Be creative, man. At your workplace, what extra thing have you done? Unless that which has been told to you. You are a driver. Why can't you be creative that after driving you wash the car? Huh? Be creative at work. And Adam was told, cultivate it. He never asked, where are the, 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 the utensils? Huh? You need to go back to your workplace and be creative. This is a tip for promotion. This is a tip to be exalted. How? We, give you, we make you a leader of a home cell. With nine people. After two years, there are three people. What are you doing, man? You need to be creative at your workplace. Do more than the call of duty. Number five. Work was given to men without a ready. Work was given men with no salary attached. When work was given to men, there was no salary attached. We don't only work to be paid. We work to develop. Hello? We don't only work to be paid. Don't attach every work with a price tag. People are getting promotion today because they offer the service 
before their personal needs. It is while you are serving that they finally give you a permanent job. Work must come first. If every work must be paid, tell me how much will you pay your mother who conceived you for nine months and she could not sleep on her belly for your sake. Some of the mothers had to eat soil because you were inside. How much will you pay your mother who risked her life at a labor ward? She nearly could have died just because of you. And she raised you from a helpless being up to where you are. You were born without speaking. You were born without knowing when to go to the toilet. And your mother raised you up. And I want to ask, ask, how much would you have paid your mother? How much would you have paid your mother? If everything is to be paid for. You need to do work. Not with salary first. But with developing first. I'm telling you. You would have been very far. If you understand work ethics. Number six. Behind every gift. There's a giver. If work is a gift. Then there is a giver who gave work. And here with Adam. Who gave work here? It was God. So behind every gift, there's a giver. And listen to this. There are two principles that work, work with the gift. Principle number one. The gift is forever connected to the giver. The gift is forever connected to the giver. If work is a gift, then this work I'm doing is connected to the God who gave it to me. If I were to take off my jacket, give it to somebody and say, you warm up yourself during cold days. And three days down the line, I find the young man I gave this jacket to. He's scrubbing the floor with this jacket. Oh, my dear, I'm a Christian, but I will have to stop. I must stop and ask him, if you did not like the jacket, you should have told me. Or else I said, bring it, bring it back. I'll take it to the drag cleaners. I'll give it to somebody who likes it. Now I see God walking, passing where you are working. I see him looking at the gift of work he gave you. And I see him looking you, laughing around, talking. You are like a radio unregistered. I see God stopping for a moment and said, remember, I gave you this work. I see God saying, if you didn't like it, you should have told me. And I see after two months, the company says, we are reducing the staff. We cannot be able to pay them. And I see your name among those who are sacked because you played with a gift. The way you treat the gift will always affect the giver. Remember when you go to work, you were not employed by the Department of Health. You were employed by the vacancy. The Department of Health would not have employed you if there was no vacancy. And that's why many people said, hey, there are pimpies here who report us. They are not pimpies. If work is not done, it will report you. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? If work is not done, it will report you. Work itself will say, I am not done. There's no pimp. It's the work which is not done. If we, we, we have asked you to clean the stage here, and we come and find the stage full of dusty and footprints, there's no pimp. The stage is telling us, I'm not cleaned. You are a security guard to guard over the night. And when the owner comes, 
half past one, he has left something. He comes to, to, to try to open the gate which should be opened by you. It's locked. He hooted, locked. You are not there. He goes to your house. You are asleep. And you said, there is a pimp. There's no pimp. The work has told the master, I am not done. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? If you want to speed up your promotion, remember work is a gift. And treat the work with the giver in mind. Because work is a gift. Number what? Oh, you're listening. Number seven. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Number seven, you are you are immediate senior at work. No, treat your immediate senior at work as your employer. Treat your immediate senior. I never said treat your employer. Treat your immediate senior at work as your employer. Submit to him. Work to get him promoted. Tell him as long as I'm working under you, you will be promoted. I'll make sure you get promoted. Your immediate senior. Why? Four things. Number one, your immediate senior attends meetings you don't qualify. I'm telling you, if you made bad, sour relationship with your immediate senior, you will stay in that level until you rust. Am I talking to somebody here? Number two, Treat your immediate senior as your employer because your immediate senior approves or disapproves your promotion. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? He approves or disapproves in your absentia. <laughs> he talks about you when you are not there. When the seniors have come, they come to him, they don't come to you. Remember, the MD does not know you. You are too low in that position. Your immediate senior is the one who connects you to the, to the MD. So if you have got sour relationship with your immediate senior, my dear, your promotion will be delayed. Number three, your immediate senior. Are you there? Your immediate senior is the one consulted by the seniors, not you. Seniors come to your company, they don't even ask your whereabouts. They don't know you. They ask the managing director, they ask the principal of the school, they ask the leader of the, the, the institution, not you. So in the same premises, they talk about you without you. If you want to be speedily promoted, treat your immediate senior as your employer. Seven years I was a school teacher. My principal enjoyed me. Not one principal. I think I had three principals who enjoyed me. Because I would go to the principal's office as a Mr. Principal what else do you like me to do for you so that you don't come out to do for yourself? Huh? When the principal would say there will be, we are writing tests two weeks to come, please go and set the test and bring the, the test and memorandum to my office. He speaking today for two weeks to come. And today when he spoke, when he had spoken, I don't sleep. I will set three tests and their memorandum. Tomorrow, I'm the one knocking at the principal's office. And I said to the principal, these are my three tests. These are my memorandums. They are done. I said, they stay with you until the day arrives. 
There was no way. All the principals, they treated me as a deputy principal without being appointed. Because of the way I served them. When the principal is about to hold a staff meeting, he would say, Masakona, as they used to call me. Masakona, can we go to the restroom together? Remember, it's in the village. The restroom are not in the house. They're outside. <laughs> we would walk to the restroom. He is calling me not for the sake of restroom. He said to me, we are going to hold a meeting. This is the agenda. One, two, three, four. Because in my lifetime, I never opposed my principal in a staff room. In my lifetime. I will always support my principal even when he's wrong. After the staff room, I will then visit his office and advise him. That's why, that's how I treated my immediate employer. I didn't wait for the MEC of education. I didn't wait for the minister of education. My immediate senior is my employer. That will push you up, not down. Number what? Huh? Number eight. Number four. Okay. Now we are coming to number eight. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Put value on the work assigned to you. If you want to be promoted, my dear, if you want to speed up your promotion, you should put value on the work assigned to you. Nobody will put value on your work except yourself. I, I wish we had the NIV, the long, the old one. Yeah. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4. Hey, NLT. Praise God. Yeah. NLT. Not NIV. NLT, Galatians 6, verse 4. Bring it. Eh? They have NLT. Yeah, there is it. It says, pay careful attention to your own work. Pay careful attention to whose work? Your own work. And it goes on, says, pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. Satisfaction is not from salary. It's from a job well done. Satisfaction comes from a job well done. And the reason some of you are offended, some of you are depressed, stressed, is because somewhere the job is not well done. Bring it, bring it, bring it again. It says, you will have satisfaction of the job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. You are in the ministry of follow-up. Let the job be well done. You are an usher. Wash your hands. Smear some oil that make your hands when you touch people, they feel warmly received. <laughs> Work well done. Amen. You're a driver. I one driver in Israel. My goodness, he shocked me. He was driving a bus, and we entered into a gravel road because the road was under construction. Hey, this man. When he finds a small pothole, the bus will stop. And then he will drive it over it slowly. We pass. When he finds something, he'll stop the bus. He drove it slowly and pass. Work well done. And when you are driving a church car, huh? you don't care about potholes. You don't care what to come against. You don't care about the humps. Huh? Because it's a church car. 
because it's a government vehicle. You don't care. You will never be promoted, my dear. That work will report you. Work well done. Doc, where are you? You're there. Check my time. 20 minutes. Until half past. Check. I won't see the half past. I'm seeing people here. Did you hear Nehemiah? When they called Nehemiah, they said, come, let's hold a meeting down the value of honor. You remember the answer of Nehemiah? He said, I cannot come down, for I'm doing a great work. Who put value on the work? It was Nehemiah himself. Don't undermine the assignment given to you. Are you scribing the toilet? Scribing the toilet? Tell somebody I cannot come out here. I'm doing a great work here. Are you cooking? Call it a great work. Are you babysitting somewhere here? Call it a great work. Nobody can pull me out of this. This is a great work. I cannot come down. Nobody will put fail. Look at the, 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 the preschoolers. After two years, preschoolers. Huh? They go for graduation. Preschoolers. I wanted to ask myself, what did they pass? <laughs> you know, the graduation is there because somebody put value. And you'll find preschoolers inside a graduation regalia. Because somebody put value. Preschoolers, their parents will ask for a leave at work to go to the graduation. Because somebody put a value. Huh? Some few chicken will lose their lives. Why? Somebody put value. Put value on your own work. Nobody will do that for you. Do that for yourself. Arrive at work on time. Put value. Knock off when the work is done. Put value on your own work. Your office must be clean. Put value on your own work. At least put one flower in your office to smell nice. Speed up your own promotion. Number what? Number nine. The tips to speed up your promotion. Number nine. Learn to do inferior services faithfully. Goodness. Thank you, Bishop. We spoke about saving and you are doing that. <laughs> Learn to do inferior services faithfully. Listen, you cannot win public battles before you win private battles. You remember the disciples of Jesus? Among the disciples, there were people with portfolios. Matthew was a, a, a tax collector. John, Peter, John, and James were executive members. The PJJ. They were executive members. But when a miracle of the multiplication of bread has to happen, Jesus said to these executive members, he said, make the people sit down. What is make the people sit down? Asha. Executive members were doing ashari. Learn to do inferior services. You are not too big that you can't do small jobs. Learn to do inferior services. Even at your workplace. You can't piece a drop tissue and wait for somebody to come and pick it up. You can't leave out a toilet unflushed. 
just to ask somebody to fly, just to turn a knob. You can't do it because you are what? Don't you also come to don't you also come to this toilet? What do you bring here? Queen cakes? So why don't you just do small jobs? Amen. At your workplace, learn to put value on small jobs. Do the small jobs. That is what will make you great. Every number line counts from zero. None starts from hundred. Start small where you are. Go at your workplace and do small things. Your promotion is assured. How can you leave your, your institution with windows open? You say, I'm not employed to close the windows. How? This is your job. The day you are employed, you are employed for this company. Learn to do small jobs, man. These executive members, they were told, distribute the loaves to the disciples, 5,000. What was that? It was waitering. Huh? With the anointing, with the ordination, they were waitering. Giving food. Leaders must eat last. You are the one who knows all the corners here in, in Grace Bible Church. So visitors don't know the corners. You'll be the one who get the food first and finish. Come last. Huh? Distribute, distribute. I see the disciples distribute. Miracles were happening in their hands, by the way. They were taking a piece of bread and the bread was multiplying in their hand. They didn't go back to Jesus. It was just multiplying. And finally, verse 12 of, 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 of Luke chapter 10. Verse 12. Look what it says of John chapter 6, verse 10, 11 and 12. 12 says, pick up the broken pieces so that there will be no waste. Africans waste too much. You know that you will not finish the food, but you dish Mount Kilimanjaro when you know you will never finish it. pieces. The disciples executive members in a circle were picking up broken pieces. Remember you were picking them up from the grass. You cannot pick broken pieces of bread standing. They had to crawl to pick up the broken pieces. They had to humble themselves. They have to be to cut their size to pick up the broken pieces. After every miracle after every conference, they are broken pieces. Somebody must pick them up. People get wounded in the conference. People are hurt. Some are called by name. Some are ignored. Some are despised. Some are pushed and pulled. Pick up the broken pieces. And the leadership of Grace Bible Church after this convention, I charge you in the name of the Lord. Go around here and pick up the broken pieces. Those who are wounded, those who are not handled well, those who are misplaced and misrepresented and mistreated. It happened during miracle time. Have you seen in the service of deliverance, those who do deliverance? You see how people are pushed and pulled. Others fall. Others are wounded in a miracle time. When the miracle is over, pick up the broken pieces so that there shall be no waste. Number what? Number 10. Yeah, we're about to finish. These are the tips to speed up your promotion. In order 
to speed up your promotion. Mm. Look at John. Let's get this one. John chapter 19 verse 24. John chapter 19 verse 24. Can you bring this on the screen? 19 verse 24. John chapter 19, sorry. John chapter 20 verse 24, sorry. 20. Yeah. One of the disciples, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. This was Sunday evening after resurrection. So early. It was too early to be absent. I mean, Jesus has been crucified Friday. Only Saturday passed. The silent Saturday. Huh? And on Sunday evening, all the disciples gather together except. Now let's put it right. He was absent. In order to be promoted, my dear, you should, re, you should stop your absenteeisms. I. Huh? You have got more leave forms at work than present forms. <laughs> Always absent at work. And you are attending funerals of people who only have the similar surname with you. You don't even know them. You heard it over Tobela FM. Always upset at work, and you expect to be promoted, it will not happen, my dear. Hmm? And when you are absent at work, the problem is the with the absenteeism is that when they come back, they come back with unbelief. They never believe to the vision and the mission because they were absent. Guess what happened to Thomas? They told him, In your absent, we met Jesus, we put hands on his side, on the fingers. He has resurrected the same body. And look how an apostle could lose faith within a moment because he was up, absent. He said, I will never believe it unless I put my own fingers. And one week later, Jesus says to come back to the same church just for one person. And said, Thomas, you read it. He said, Thomas. He spoke. Thomas. He, he never talked to other disciples. Bring verse 27. 27. Look at this one. Ah. Then he said, Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Absenteeism creates spirit of unbelief. Whether you are absent from church or absent from work, your, your level of believing has gone down. Because of absenteeism. If you want to be promoted in your workplace, break a record present for five years. to be present at church and break a record. Some of you, every church when the service starts, we must look around and we, we start interceding for you. Father, help him to come. Uh, enable, enable, Lord. Enable. You are an enabler. Ah. You never set a record of being present. Hmm. Talk to your neighbor. Say neighbor. It can't be you. Yes. To be absent. Yes. So many days. So many. If you want to speed up your promotion. How many minutes left? Six. Yeah. If, if you want to come back to Grace Bible Church, you must finish on time. 
Number 10. 11. Yeah, we end with 12. Choose to work than to be an economic burden. Second hmm. Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11. Let's read. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11. Choose to work than to be an economic burden. Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives. Hey, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. We heard, Paul says, we are hearing some of you are refusing to work. Let me tell you, work will shape you. Work will develop you. When you have no work to do, listen to this, if you have got no work to do, you lose the vision of life. Those who do not work, unfortunately, they eat too much. <laughs> unfortunately, they are the serious eaters. <laughs> Bring verse 10. We read 11. Bring 10. 10. Second. Yeah, 10. Look at 10. Even while we were with you, we gave you this command. It's a command. Eh? Those unwillingly to work will not get food. <laughs> food is for workers. Huh? You remain home when workers have gone to work. You want breakfast with pizza in the morning. You want lunch with ribs. You want supper with chicken wings. And you have not gone to work. Those who are working, they will lock the door and lock the fridge and lock the kitchen and lock everything. Nobody eats here until workers come home. Don't become economic burden. Be a worker. Don't wait to be employed. Go to the neighborhood and say, can I wash your clothes on Wednesday? And go to another neighborhood, can I iron them on Thursday? And go to another neighborhood, can I wash your cars? Do some peace jobs. Ah, you are a man, a man coming home in the evening. You are coming to your house like a soldier parading. You are holding no loaf of bread in hand. No cabbage, cabbage. Uh, no chicken, chicken. I'm speaking about boboila, chicken boboila. You have nothing. Don't become an economic burden. Come and talk to your neighbor and say, he's not talking about you. He's talking about me. Understand work ethics. Understand the tips to speed up your promotion. And the last one. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? If you want to speed up your promotion, do more than the call of duty. Don't end where your master said you should end. Go beyond. Impress. Impact. Do more than the call of duty. Amen? Amen. There would be nothing wrong with us to preach only on Sunday. Yeah, preach on Sunday and we go for holiday. We are tired. <laughs> but you look at the bishop, his program. Huh? 
Zimbabwe, Malawi, Eastern Cape, Ghana, USA. Huh? It's not only preaching on Sunday. Counseling, helping families, helping leaders at Mpumalanga. Huh? It's not only preaching on Sunday. When we finish here on Friday, check him on, 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 on Saturday. You think you'll be asleep. Where will you get that time? I drove from Limpopo this morning. I'm here. I'm preaching. When I finish, I'm driving. I'm attending another service in the evening. Oh, hey, man. Bring Philippians as we close. Philippians chapter 2, verse 30. NLT. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8. says, For he risked his life for the work of Christ. He was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. Epaphroditus was sick near to death. What nearly killed Epaphroditus was the work of Christ. Why? He did for you what you could not do. He did to me for you what you could not do to me. Epaphroditus did the work of others. He did more than the call of duty. Until he was sick. When he was sick, he was worried that somebody told the church he was weak. He was sick. He didn't want the church to know he was sick because he wanted to continue saving in spite of sickness. That's Epaphroditus. Huh? That's how he valued work. That's why Paul said he's my soldier, my fellow worker. Because this man saved his leader. How much is your service to your leader? In the corporate world, how much service are you rendering? You are always complaining by the company that employed you. You always tell people, I will resign. How many times have you, have you said you will resign? And there's a paper there, and there's a ballpoint pen. Why don't you resign? You've forgotten that the cell phone you are using is because of this company. You've forgotten that you are electricity at home. They will switch it off when you resign here. And some of you, you are not trained for any other thing except what you are doing now. If you resign, where are you going? <laughs> Me and Bishop Musa, this is our work. Doesn't matter how many problems. We are not resigning. <laughs> no, where are we going? Resign. We will. We will soldier through. Matebula. We will soldier through. Oh, we have resigned other co other commitments to be here. Amen. We'll try to solve your marriage problem. If it does get solved, the marriage collapse. We will remain here. <laughs> to do the work assigned to us. Huh? Do more than the call of duty. Nobody must divert you from your focus. Angels will not speed up your promotion. Jesus was praying. He was praying and gets a man. And he sweat. The sweat came down like drops of blood. An angel appeared. When the angel appeared, possibly Jesus could have thought the cross is removed. But when the angel appeared, he said, the Bible says, he gave him more strength and said, continue with your work. And the cross is waiting for you there. I've just come to give you strength to continue. I've not come to remove the cross. I don't care whether you are leader at work. It's harsh. 
Peter said, even if your leader is harsh, be submissive to harsh leaders. Continue. Your promotion is knocking at the door. Your promotion is coming. Praise is not enough for promotion. Work hard. Fasting is not enough for promotion. Work hard. Some of you, you steal from your own company and you expect promotion. You are sent to Alexander by the work car. You go to Pulukwan. You said you will be promoted. How that can come? I charge you. Stand up on your feet wherever you are. Stand up in Jesus' name. Promise me to work hard at your work. Promise me to be creative at your work. Promise me that you will see work as a gift from God. Promise me that you will not be absent at work. Promise me that you will do more than the call of duty. Promise me that your immediate senior, you will treat him like an employer. I want all your MDs at work on Monday, they receive brand new employees. Jesus said, I must do the work of the one who sent me while it is still day, for the night is coming where no one will be able to work. You must learn to do delegated work while it's still day. Do delegated work like it's your own work personally. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I have received understanding of work ethics. I am empowered to speed up my promotion at work. I promise I will respect my leaders. I will be loyal to my leaders. I will be productive. I promise to do good at work. In Jesus' name. And God bless you.